The Fat Boy Show. It's your number one station, RX Radio, playing you so much great music from Chris Brown. This amazing track is called Passing Time. And uh, wow, you don't want your life to be like that where you're doing things just to pass the time. You want to devote your energy and time to things that matter, things that have uh, meaning and purpose in your life. Uh, otherwise, if you're just passing time and you'd be surprised, even when it comes to relationships, a lot of people are just in there just passing time. Uh, instead of being in there for real, for real, dedicated, devoted. Yeah. What's going on? People have just lost all sense of uh, what uh, the priorities in life. This is just so sad. And in particular, if you see how people seem now obsessed with their phones, so obsessed with their phones they are that uh, it's destroying their personal lives, their social lives, their romantic relationships, all because they're glued to the phone. I wonder what you think about that, Sarah. Do you think phones are destroying our ability to socialize and to form and sustain romantic relationships? I think so. And phones just ruin everything because you cannot properly communicate, especially if there's a misunderstanding via text or over the phone because there's tone, there's donation. That's why I use emojis. You see, now that gets condescending when you put an emoji. And a lot of people don't read that, but you get condescending and very sarcastic when you use emojis. Now, people who do understand the diction Uh of text... Like addiction of text yes can understand that you're being condescending or you're being fearful or you're holding back or you're being sarcastic or you're trying to water down or try to dismiss the conversation hence problems so like for example if uh, you text your dude you say I miss you and then you put there the emoji of the monkey covering its eyes that shows like oh you're so you're you feel shy to admit it, but you actually do miss me. Yes, there's that. But then there's a, you know what? I'm not even coming to see you. And then you put like a smiling emoji. And yet you mean <laughs> to say that you are upset with him and that's why you're not coming. But then you're trying to put a smiling emoji to try and water it down. Now, somebody else will take offense to that and say that you're being condescending. Well, if it were not for the phone, you probably wouldn't have even been in the relationship in the first place, ironically, right? I know, right? <laughs> I mean, that's how they vibe you. They vibe you on the phone through the text or the calls. But I guess it's a question of degrees, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, and as uh, you know, Olive and uh, the caller Bashir was saying earlier, it's that um, you know, people have allowed the phones to take over their lives. So yeah. even if you're out on a date, it's almost like you're on a date with the phone. Yeah. Uh, and whereas some a gentleman could have taken you to a nice venue or a restaurant. Like enjoy the moment, be but present. You're yeah. too busy photographing the food, right? Uh, and then you're too busy having your date who bought you that dinner too busy having him take pictures of you so that you can post it on your social media talking about oh i'm having a good time and yet you're really not because you're not really enjoying the moment so maybe a phone timeout might be a good thing for people to have like relationships it's like yo from uh, 7 p.m to 10 p.m no phone yeah Uh, so if you're in the house together do everything else but not be on the phone i'm the kind of person who only uses my phone when it is necessary I'm either working on my phone or I am communicating on my phone. But I'm not even big on social media. Honey, can you send me 50,000? Uh-huh, <laughs> those, no. those are the important <laughs> moments you use your phone. Yes, because I'm communicating. It's an emergency, no? It's an emergency. I'm not taking pictures of food when we are together. Because when it's... we are together, mm. 
My hands are all over you. Oh my gosh, Not really? Not on the phone. <laughs> yeah, and that is how it's supposed to be done. All right, well, you heard. <laughs> that is how it's supposed to be done. You're listening to The Fat Boy Show. Let us now find out what's popping. What's popping? So, what's popping, Sarah? Have you heard of a person called Diane Warren? Yeah, songwriter. Yes, she is. She wrote super amazing. Mm -hmm. Many popular hit songs in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. She has written for Beyonce, for Mariah Carey, Brandy, Monica, Tony Braxton, Whitney. It's just her her kind of music kind of fell out of fashion. It's like a Mm -hmm. lot of people would consider those 90s type sort of power ballads to be a bit too corny Mm -hmm. for the modern age. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't don't think so. You you think those songs are timeless? Very timeless. I mean, when you listen to a song, for you I will, I will move the oceans for you. And those are the songs that people have their first (laughs) wedding dance to. (laughs) Stop the lies. Ain't moving no mountains for me. Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) No, it's true. Because on weddings, this is the music that they play. They're not going to play Megan Thee Stallion or Ariana Grande. They're not going to play that. They're going to play Boys to Men. They're going to play Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston type of music. But yes, anyway, going back to Deanne Warren. Well, she's a very accomplished um, songwriter. She was also inducted in the, you know, uh, Wall of Fame songwriters in 2001 etc etc but why she's trending today or why we're talking about her today is because she said something that pissed off the beehive uh-oh yes she gonna get cancelled mm-hmm. what did she say she went on to comment about uh beyonce's song it's called alien superstar yes and she went on to say that oh, why does she have to have 24 writers on the song oh she said that she said that and a lot of people took it as her throwing shade while some people agreed to her other people just started dragging her and she's actually trending on social media well, you know, um, in Beyonce's defense, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of those credits don't really go to the people who put pen to paper and wrote lyrics. A yeah. lot of those credits are going to the writers of the songs that were sampled, right? Yeah. Uh, because, for example, last week, when we were talking about uh, the whole Kelly thing, thing, yeah. And Kelly's was giving her grief for yeah. not being credited. Yes. Because now that would have been yet another name to add on the list. Mm-hmm. See, so you've got a lot of people who aren't directly involved in the project, but yeah. whose music has been sampled. And yeah. so they have to be credited. Otherwise, there's legal implications. So I don't think 24 people sat in a room and said, okay, let's write this song. For well, well, she did. And actually, the dream went on to also support Beyonce. And he explained how this sampling, you know, of music works in the black culture. He said that everybody whose voice or instrumental or whose uh, music or whatever was an inspiration to that song is credited. That is why there are about 25 writers on it. So Beyonce goes on to sample a lady called Barbara Ann Tear. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. And she's the founder of the Harlem's National Black Theater and her voice is used in the song. So she wasn't singing but a quote that she was saying was used in the song. And so she's listed as a, in exactly. the credits. Exactly. In the credits as also a writer. You know, I decided to sit down and actually listen to the whole album. And? And I must say, I actually like it. You do? I think, yes, I like that album. It's one of her better albums, I have to say. I was surprised at how many songs on there that I liked. Uh, And yes, uh, some of it is a bit too eclectic and experimental. But Mm -hmm. I think it's no secret that with this album, she basically is doing the music she wants. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And uh, you know what? Uh, to great effect. Uh, so for me, this uh, album is an A plus. Actually, I like it. I like this album. I'm still struggling. I'll be honest. <laughs> there are no. I'm still learning. <laughs> if you're looking for Beyonce ballads, you're not yeah. gonna get ballads. I know. It's mostly know. dance music. Yes, it is. Obviously. It's actually a whole dance album. Yeah. But again, speaking about Beyonce, she also got heat. She's getting a lot of hate, by the way, for the song. Uh, heated you've listened to the song yeah well the disabled community also came out for her saying that she used an ableist slur and now beyonce is going to go back to the lyrics and remove the slur that she used the same one that lizzo used spaz, spaz. yeah huh spaz on that a spaz on that a you know? i would have thought that you know <laughs> black people would be at the forefront of resisting this political correctness but I get disappointed when I see them sort of bending backwards. Because, yeah. look, um, there's a lot about uh, black culture that's very politically incorrect. Mm-hmm. But it's just sort of part of the culture. It's celebrated and it's just part of who they are. I mean, what's going to be the next word that they go after? Because spaz is kind of like also black slang, isn't it? Yes, it is. It actually you know, is. We but spazzed out. That yeah. was sort of a black thing. Yeah. Uh, how people, you know, black people talk about just going crazy. And uh, which, by the way, even that soon they'll be saying you can't be saying crazy in a song. Exactly. You can't say I'm crazy in love because that's so ableist. You're assuming that someone uh, has to be nuts to, to be in love. I mean, they'll just start with that nonsense. So how far do you want to go? I keep telling you about that slippery slope. Yeah. So you kind of have to always nip it in the bud. You have to put your foot down and say no. And if Beyonce had stood her ground, yeah. actually we could People have... People would have rallied behind her. Yes, and it would have been a watershed moment. Like it would have been you know, that moment where everyone just realizes, you know what? I think we're tired of this political correctness mm-hmm. crap. But now she has given in, so they are going to feel emboldened to keep going after other names who probably don't have the clout, the kind of clout that Beyonce has, uh, which if she had used her clout, she could have just shut that whole thing down. But but, but you know, there's levels to this minority group. There you can be a black person mm-hmm. and then there are gay people and then there are transgender people and then there are disabled people. Now imagine if you are black, gay, or transgender and disabled. So you're like at the top of the pyramid. Your dream come true. You're exactly. at the top so of the victim pyramid. You can do no wrong. Thank you. And I hate to say that. I feel like a terrible person having to say those words. But yeah. It's the world we live in. <laughs> and because victimhood now carries so much currency, mm-hmm. everyone's scrambling to ascribe a label to themselves. Oh, I am this, I am that, I am this, I am that. Like, who cares? Oh my God, fuck. Who don't, cares? Don't say it like that. But don't anyway. say it like that. So for Diane Warren, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, she has enough money. I'm sure she's She has enough money, sleep. but she went on to apologize. She did. She did apologize and say, I did not mean to offend Beyonce. I was just saying. Yeah, right. <laughs> Point taken. But that's all right. So what else is popping? Elon Musk is what's popping. Uh, more his, babies? No, his father this time. His father was doing an interview and they asked him if he was proud of his son. And the father said, no, he's not. Hey! <laughs> Wait a minute. He said, no, he's not. He's not proud of his he's own son. He's not proud of his son. And you know what this man went on to say? Quote, mm. no. And you know what? We as a family have been doing a lot for a very long time. So it's not like we suddenly started doing great things. 
maybe for those who don't know, I mean, they are and have always been yes. a wealthy family. Yes. You know, Elon Musk did not grow up broke. He grew up in a rich home. But and you know what the funny thing is that Elon Musk says he does not uh, attribute. Yes, he doesn't attribute his success to his father. Uh, that's BS. Mm-hmm. In some part, I'm mm. sure him having... Um, that kind of backing must have given him the confidence. You know, yeah. because when you have like, for example, like if you're a family of billionaires, yeah, you can afford to like take risks and try daring things that no one has tried because mm-hmm. worst comes to worst comes to worst, you have a fallback. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> it, and to not take away from his ingenuity and intelligence, but I mean, he'd be lying if he said that, you know, if he claimed that his family's financial standing uh, had no bearing yeah. on his uh, success. Mm-hmm. That would not you, be true. You're not believing that. Nah. <laughs> well, at least the father gave him the best education. They had the biggest house in South Africa. The father is a South African engineer, rather an engineer in South Africa. And he was a billionaire before he turned 30. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway... Um, so they they haven't just started doing great things. They have been in the money. <laughs> they have been in money all their life. So it's like him being the richest man in the world. So what? I was a billionaire before I turned thirty. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You get this family. Yeah? Like if that cannot impress your father, mm. what will? I tell you. What, what will? will? What will? Well, he's trying to catch up with his father. <laughs> he's competing with his father when yeah. it comes to producing children. Yes. So there's that. Yes. Well, he also <laughs> went on to say that he actually did not say he thinks, but he said that Elon Musk is not happy with his career uh, progress. Really? Yes, that's what he said. Bambi. I'm like, but <sighs> rich people also. Rich people problems. Mm-hmm. But don't feel bad for them because trust me, they're not miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're enjoying life <laughs> to the max. But he has a $44 billion lawsuit against him with Twitter, Twitter. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think he'll he's be like really happy at the moment. Now, he will be he? fine. But otherwise, thank you for letting us know what's popping. You're listening to RX Radio and this is The Fatboy Show. Don't go anywhere uh, because uh, ahead on the show, we're going to be talking to Cindy, you know her, the talented musician and also president of the Uganda Musicians Association. Also, we'll be talking to Pastor Martin Semper. We're going to be discussing the uh, the recently announced ban on uh, school performances by our local artists. What impact is that going to have on the music industry? And due to this ban, shall Uganda revert to being the highly ethical and highly moral society that uh, all our leaders claim they want us to be it'll be an interesting conversation so don't go anywhere and uh, it's coming right up but first a cool song for you from none other than vibes cartel you're gonna love this one it's called drink up what's poppin what's poppin what's poppin